ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Please Go to 11. Once again, I'm Nathan Bell. Greg Dutch is sitting across from me. Greg, what's going on, man? Dude, I'm a little tired, but that's only physical. Yes. I am emotionally, spiritually, intellectually fired up Yeah, uh, to have this podcast. I think it'll be an important one. I hope a defining and clarifying one. Yes. Uh, but as you came in, dude, you know, you saw me waking up from my nap. Yes. <laughs> uh, we're recording this on a Sunday. I had an elders meeting after church. Uh, and uh, probably the fact, uh, full disclosure, as I told you, Nathan, I'll tell our audience, last night, Saturday night, when, um, you know, the night before this podcast was dropped, took my boys out to see Skull Island call. Yeah. yeah. A 9.45 showing. <laughs> got home at midnight. That's right. Before the Sunday service. <laughs> but, you know, got to bed around 12.30, woke up about 6.30. So yeah. six hours was good. Then yeah. two two services. But dude, you bringing me that for real chocolate milkshake? Oh, that was good. that was my Greg. I got to say thank you for introducing me to that. Oh, dude, first so good, time man. that I uh, had gone to Wawa to pick yes. up a, a milkshake, and oh, that was that was on point. That was worth it, dude. I love how you mix them, get yes. to mix them yourself, and pick your thickness and all that stuff. Yep. Um, so I got my cup of coffee here because remember I was getting shakes yeah. after that, man. I, <laughs> I think because I woke up from the nap, yeah, and the for real milkshake, yeah. Just Crazy. jumping right into that cold, uh, and, and it's pretty chilly outside. It's uh, it, yeah. you know, four, high forties, low fifties. Yeah. So yeah, a little, little little chilly here. The weather's been so weird in the mid Atlantic. I know. Dude, we've had either. I mean, we had snow last week. Yeah, week what, before that, it was in the seventies. Like Seventy five one day. It was like February and March kind of flip flop. Uh, I know. Flip 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 flop this year. Um, but yeah, it's. Uh, I'm looking forward to spring settling in. Yeah. And uh, to have this important discussion tonight. Yeah. You know, um, you and I, uh, we've made no bones about what we do on this podcast. Yeah. Um, we, we desire to have meaningful conversations about the Christian life. Yes. And to that end, we have people on here who are unbelievers, people on here who um, eventually, hopefully, um, will be able to organize it and coordinate it so that we will have um, Omar on, uh, yeah. Faraz's Iman. We had yep. Faraz on, who was a Muslim. Yep. Um, and we've had uh, many broken believers in, yeah. outside of you and me. Yep. Um, you know, and, and we just, we have a desire to talk about these things in light of a Christian perspective. Yeah. Not a... Um, Set this up here, Greg. Not a reformed perspective. Sure. We we have a reformed perspective, no but doubt. we don't want just the reformed perspective coming in. We have other perspectives that come in. Absolutely, give us their views and opinions. Not uh, everyone we have on has agreed. Even those on this podcast don't agree with what we do. You and Matt disagree with uh, the gifts. The, yes, yeah. the. Uh, sensational gifts that was a fun um, podcast, that was dude, wasn't it? that was great matt now you know lisa thinks matt like whooped my butt in the debate <laughs> she said i think you're right but i think matt was better and i was like thanks babe thanks doesn't she say that about most uh, of our guests most things i most think you're right things. but they were just better yeah she said yeah you're probably right but he definitely argued his points far better i'm like thanks honey none taken yeah none taken. <laughs> uh i actually i went back and listened to that and I, I i think matt did i think he was uh, armed ready to bear and uh you know He's a great friend, and a, yeah, and he's he's a thoughtful man, and he he clearly had a um, lot of a uh, lot of uh, fresh ideas in his arsenal that night. It was a great conversation. Yeah. We had Dave Shive on, yeah, who is um, not a reformer, not a reformer, makes no bones about it. Yep, uh, and uh, you know, I mean, you, me, and Steve Hartland are all reformed. We yeah. we were we we maybe percentage wise in the mm -hmm. last year we've done more. Yeah, uh, that's do more to schedule availability. Than yeah. It's not like, well, we're going to give Steve more because he's, right. he's reformed and <laughs> Dave less because he's less. So right. I mean, it's great. No. Yeah, you're right. It's just, it's schedules. Steve, um, you know, has, has made himself, uh, more available. Um, just his station in life and where he yeah. is, he's, he's been able to make himself more available to come on and do, do more podcasts. So it's been exciting to have him on Absolutely, uh, running man. through those, but you know, I mean, even coming down to it, you and I don't agree on everything. No, of course not. I mean, you're wrong about a couple things. Yeah, well. You know. Oh, I'm sorry. Did I say that? Hey, I, I hey you long. know what? We're, we're doing better. At least you said a couple this right. time. <laughs> <laughs> That's right, man. That's right. <laughs> yeah, of course, dude. Well, and let's be honest, Nathan. What? Show me a marriage. A marriage yeah. where the husband and wife agree, agree. on every single thing. I mean, if they say they do, come on, man. Right. 
That just means somebody in there is just thinking, oh, I can't ever disagree. Yeah. I really do, but I would never say it. And, you know, I mean, I I think that's one of the things I appreciate about Tim Keller. I think it's such an apologetic um, point that he makes, meaning defense of the faith apologetic, not sorry. Uh, when he, uh, you know, in several of his books, I know the reason for God, uh, he, he just makes that excellent argument that, yeah, to the skeptic, uh, why would you think that finding something in the God of the Bible that is to your dislike is reason for denying his existence? And he yeah. says, have you ever had one authentic relationship? One. Yeah. Uh, that's authentic where there's been complete agreement. Yeah. So, in fact, if you found a God that agreed with you on everything, wouldn't you be suspicious that that's a God of your own making? Yeah. Which I think is just a brilliant point. He says it far better than I probably just butchered it in my summary. (laughs) But, um, yeah, the value of that disagreement, uh, the value of that. Now, in that case, it's salvation-oriented. But just in life, my goodness, the iron sharpening iron thing and and all those – uh, examples we have in Scripture: Paul and Barnabas having yes. the sharp dispute yes. over the, what to do with John Mark on the next yes. missionary journey. I mean, this is this, this is, is not new. This is <laughs> yeah. life, you know. And it's the the Bible doesn't hide these things from us. That yeah. there's going to be this kind of disagreement, no no doubt. Yeah, and um, to that end, you know, we have uh, I would say about a year. Yeah, um, that that's probably about the timeline this started, where you and I had just been really reevaluating and reexamining our relationship with the reformed pub. Yep. And uh love those guys. So yeah, I just want to guys, man. smart start, guys, yeah. sharp guys. Yeah, just you know, start off the podcast by saying, you know, we love those guys. They are brothers in Christ. Uh, one day we will be spending eternity with them yep. um, in in perfect glory, where uh, none of our uh, asinine issues yes. will will come in the way. It'll just be uh, perfect fellowship, and I look forward to that day. Yes. However, until that day, <laughs> there's going to be some disagreement. There's going to be some disagreement. There has been. Yeah. Yes, and. To that end, uh, recently this week, Greg, you and I um, decided, uh, and I would say not lightly, uh-huh. but we, we decided that it was time to leave the Reformed pub. Yeah. Uh, we, we had been talking about it for a we while. We have, yeah. Um, and uh, personally and also um, as these go to 11, we are going to be um, pulling out uh, our podcast from there. Yep. And just you and I personally, I mean, to be honest, you and I were never really active and involved in no. things that we wrote and did in there. Uh-huh. Um, but there's just a lot of things. And what we want to do today is um, just set the record straight of yeah. why, you know, why we left, what we felt had been going on for a long time. And uh, just put that out there for you, the listeners to consider. Sure. Um, again, we have no qualms. We love those guys. If, you know, Les or Tanner or any other of the other moderators would like to come on the podcast and talk about this, love to have you on. Absolutely. Um, you know, that, again, we, we make no bones about what we do here. Yep. We love having people on. We love having people who disagree with us on yep. and getting those things out there. So um, I, I don't remember exactly the order this came in, yeah. uh, whether it was Tully and first or whether it was the pub deciding they were going to close on Sunday first. If I remember Nathan, they, I can't, you're right. There is obviously an order to it. They, I doubt they happened in the same simultaneous Correct. second, but they seemed in hindsight to be around the same, the same time. time. Might've been the, the, uh, closing on Sunday first. I, I can't remember. Um, I don't mind saying, do I think we've talked about that? That, Look, it's their right. They sure. can do whatever they want with their uh, their social media page. Sure. Um, I wasn't a big fan. Yeah. Yeah, I wasn't a big fan because from my standpoint, um, mm, uh, just a virtual meeting place. Like to me, I think most people, even if they're strict Sabbatarians, right. if uh, some reformed guys get together on a Sunday afternoon at 3 o'clock at a pub or somebody's home – Right. And they're discussing uh, the finer points of doctrine or a sermon. It's fine. So to do that in a virtual way, which is all the pub is, yeah, didn't seem to yeah. be um, a problem. Right. But you know they they did, and they they um, they kind of went that what I would consider a stricter Sabbatarian yeah. way. And I think I, you you made a good point, though. In fairness, to be intellectually honest, yeah. and, uh, 
perhaps they do it, I think you would say, for the monitors and yeah. the moderators yeah. to give them some time so they don't have to, quote, unquote, work right. on a Sunday. Fine. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so it wasn't a huge deal. It wasn't right. like, oh, my word. Right. We've got to leave. But I do think I, – is the word pause? Yeah. I think, it was, pause. I think it was the time where we both kind of scratched our heads yeah. and, and looked at each other and, and were like, okay. Yeah. It, it was just – again, it was just one of those things where if we're tracking the timeline. Yeah. It was one of those things where we were scratching our heads going, okay. Because when we came into the pub – you know, let's be fair. We really weren't up on rules and regulations and, and things that were going on in the pub. We knew about Les and Tanner. Yep. You know, we knew they were cool guys. Um, and, and that's really, that was our basis for joining, uh, individually. And then, uh, once they started trying to create this collective area where podcasts could get together and share their podcasts. Yeah. You know, we just decided, hey, yeah, this this will be a neat thing to to kind of be a part of. They yeah. seem like it seems like we're in like mind. We have like spirits, and so this this would be good. And dude, to to say on that, one of the things I liked about it at that time, uh, I don't remember, and I forgive anybody listening that knows of those other podcasts. I'm not going to give an exhaustive list. Initially, at that time, RC Sproul Jr.'s podcast was on it. Yep. I don't know if it still is because you know he he had some. Personal matters, he was very transparent about and took yeah. a, a hiatus. So I don't know about R.C. Sproul Jr. and uh, the status of his podcast per se. Uh, but that was on. There was one, Reformed and Reloaded, which was kind of about yeah. the gun culture. Um, Popcorn Theology, yep. I believe. Uh, you and I have both been guests on yep. there. They've been a guest on ours. Those, yep. What a great podcast, yeah. man. I love what those guys do, and I know you do as well. Um, Calvinist Batman, uh, uh, Reformed Marriage. Yep. Uh, Apologia Radio. Yeah. Let me say a quick word about that, dude, because uh, we didn't talk about this in our pre-conversation, so this will be yeah. new to you and the audience. Yeah. Apologia is pretty different. Those guys, I think I'm safe. I don't know if they've ever used to them. They're theonomists. Uh, they, they basically, if you listen to Marcus, who we've had on as a guest, yep. great guy, Jeff Durbin. I mean, those dudes are theonomists. I know that. They're, 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 they're a hybrid to me, man, because, I mean, they give the shout outs to Ken Ham. Yeah. And the, uh, and, you know, all due respect, I hate that stuff. Yeah. I'm not a young earth guy. <laughs> We've been upfront about that. Yeah. Um, the, the arc thing. The, right. Oh, my goodness, yeah. man. I just, <laughs> no way. Um, uh, that's to me. I mean, again, yeah. I, yeah. I know it's a debated point. Sure. Uh, so those guys are uh, theonomists. They definitely kind of have a uh, Old Testament law <laughs> should be implemented. The implications of the Great Commission yeah. are across the board. I get it. I've, I've talked theonomy with guys for 30 years. Um, and I remember thinking, man, I don't dig that. I'm not a theonomist. Right. Uh, but I kind of liked the diversity of the pub. Yeah. You know, you got the guys doing the movie culture stuff. Yeah. We're doing our little thing here. Yep. Um, somebody called us in one of the tweets that we're kind of more reformed centrists. Yeah. Fine. I don't know. That's a perfect sure. label, but I get what they're saying. <laughs> yeah. Um, maybe it's the, the degree that we, the weight we give to those things. Sure. So the diversity in the pub, I was kind of digging. Yes. Really was digging. And I thought it is a strength, uh, because it's not a church. Yeah. It's a coalition. Yeah, where guys have a, one big overlapping thing uh, in terms of the reform distinctive, which I would consider to be the sovereignty of God is sal- uh, in salvation, mm-hmm. glory of God is the goal of all things, yeah, primacy of Scripture. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, you go to every one of those podcasts, you can tell all those guys they're down with those things. Yeah, um, maybe the solas you yeah. would say have the yeah. Reformation. Sure, and then there's other matters, Sabbath stuff, baptism sure. stuff, where things are a little more distinct. Yeah. I think one of the things that we've also, you know, always been more clear on is, you know, when scripture speaks, let's speak loud on it. Yeah. Let's, you know, let's not hide it. Let's not put it down. Let's not shame it. So, you know, the gospel, man, let's proclaim that on the rooftops that man is a deplorable sinner and God is a gracious God who sent his son to save humankind. Yeah. Man, let's shout that. You know, even even things that the Bible's clear on marriage. Yeah, let's let's fight to save marriages. Yeah. You know, let's fight to save marriages because we know God's heart for marriage. Yeah. Let's um, you know, let's fight to have conversations with people who identify as homosexual Absolutely. because we know that they are a broken and hurting people, but we also know that 
Um, you know, for many of them, they're actively participating in sin in that area. And so, man, let's, let's go out there and let's, you know, fight to make sure they understand the clarity that the gospel in the Bible has, uh, when it comes to talking about homosexuality. Absolutely. Um, you know, the, um, the persons of God, the father, the son, and the Holy spirit, you know, three in one, let's, let's shout that let's make that preeminent supreme. The things where the Bible is not as clear on, and I would say those gray areas where you have uh, scholars on both sides of the argument who are looking at scripture and saying, coming up with two completely different answers. Uh, Let's show some grace on those things. Let's let people's conscience dictate what is right and wrong in those situations. And... And if the, the the Bible, you know, if I read those things and my conscience says one thing, um, and you read those things, Greg, and your conscience says another, hey, let's not break fellowship over it. It's not worth it. Let's, uh, you know, let's just agree that, you know, this is where I am as a believer, and that's where you are as a believer, and uh, let's continue to to praise God and and move forward to win people to Christ. Yeah. And and that that's been what we've been about. Yep. And. You know, we make no bones about that. That's what we want our goal to be. And in that, um, we feel like that the people that we are partnering with should also have those same goals. Right. Yeah. And you know what I would say, Nathan? That's a good point. I I felt good about that at the yeah. beginning. Yes. I, well, first of all, the fact that we were invited in yes. kind of made me think, hey, these guys know we're, we're different. I, I knew kind of early on yeah. that these guys, are they tend to lean more confessional. Sure. Um, and, uh, you know, that, and, and plus Nathan, my background, I, I was a PCA guy, I was under care in the process yeah. of licensure, yep. uh, cut my theological teeth in the PCA. I'm indebted to the PCA, yeah. uh, for some great things that I learned. That's really where I was first into, well, not really, I guess John MacArthur, ironically, first introduced me right, right. to reform <laughs> theology. And I found a sort of a, an incubator in the PCA. So I, I realized just tremendous friendships that I have to this day yes. from, 25, 30 years ago, yep. um, I, I I hold it in high regard, so I understand the regulative principle and the importance it is to some people. But even the PCA isn't a monolithic movement. You, right. you, you, you can find <laughs> diversity there. So I knew Les and Tanner. I said, yeah, yeah. it's clear. And my sense, Nathan, is they were going more confessional. Yeah. I think the fact that they um, – you know, they, they closed the pub on Sunday, kind of an indication. Right. The fact that they changed their credo-baptist position to a pedo-baptist position, yeah. I'm fine with that. Yeah. Doesn't uh, <laughs> I right. lose one wink of sleep over it either way. Yeah. They could have gone either way as far as I was, you know, right. as I was concerned. They could have started one way, ended up the other. Sure. Um, but it was kind of clear, okay, yeah, these guys are going a little more in that direction, which yes. is a little different than our direction yeah. uh, probably, but fine. Um and so, but I felt really good about that diversity. Yeah. Um, so there were some signs there. I think, uh, Nathan, can I set it up? We yeah. talk about it? Yeah. I think things really started to change. Yeah. When we interviewed Tully and Chivijin about a year ago from this time. Yep. March of 2016. Yep. Um, you know, Tully and at that time, again, I, Nathan and I are going to try to walk the line of giving enough without beating a dead horse. Yes. Because uh, we've talked about it on our New Year's podcast. Yes. Uh, we talked about it. Uh, when we had Tullian on, mm-hmm. he was under care of Willow Creek Church in mm-hmm. Florida, a uh, PCA church. Mm-hmm. Pastor Kevin Levy was the, the is and was his pastor at that time. Mm-hmm. He was on staff, yep. uh, uh, but it was a sort of a a well cared for sabbatical. Yeah, for Tullian, we made it very clear in that first interview we didn't have Tullian on as a pastor, right? Uh, as much as we as a man. Yeah. Tell us as a man, yeah. a man, a follower of Christ, what it's been like to go through this period of time and kind of live out of the gospel, live out of the grace of God. And I maintained it. That was a fantastic interview. Yeah. Uh, you, me, and Hartland walked yeah. out of there buzzing that night. Just yeah. we were really touched by what he shared. He's a very gifted communicator. Mm-hmm. And then, Nathan, what? It was within the week. Yeah. I, I think literally a week, yeah. maybe less, that the news broke. Yep. Uh, and that's important, the timeline here. Yes. Our first interview with Tullian yes. was prior to that yes. second batch right. of news that uh, obviously was part and parcel of his being dismissed yes. from that position he was in at Willow Creek. Yes. Um, and it was 
it was pretty um, pretty shocking stuff. Yeah. Um, in the following weeks, months, I think we we referenced it some. Yep. I remember the one we had James and Christina Chu missionaries on. Yep. We spent the first fifteen or so minutes talking about it. Yep. Basically, always urging prayer. Yeah. People that are involved in the situation, let them have their say. Correct. Yep. And um, uh, but we definitely heard from some people. Yeah. <laughs> and from I'm going to say some other podcasts. Yeah. Uh, that were very upset with us. Yeah. That we gave Tully in a platform. Yep. Uh, to this day, Nith, I think you and I would both say I. Particularly for where we were and yeah. the information we had at that time, no, no yeah. issues with giving him yeah. a platform. No, you know our own Dave Shive challenged right. us uh, yeah. in our live podcast. He said he didn't like that we did it. Right. We said we understand. Right. Don't agree, but understand. Right. So yeah, you know, and and then you know, as as uh, you know, you're there um, talking, Greg. You know, thinking about just kind of, you know, other. Other events that came up with that, you know, we, you more than I have had, um, you know, some, some texts back and forth with the man, you know, nothing, no in-depth conversations no. or anything like that, but just, no. you know, we, we've had texts, a few exchanges yeah, yeah. here and there. And then, um, I, I think it was either, uh, October or November, he had spoken at a church. Uh, he got remarried in September, I think it was. And I think then that's right. October, November, he, um, spoke at a church and, um, you know, I uh, I retweeted uh, his yep. message yep. at the church because, uh, you know, quite frankly, there was nothing uh, – there, there was no false teaching that uh-huh. was going on in there. Yeah. Um, and then shortly after that, uh, the third batch of information broke with um, the the woman who came out and, and did a sort of tell-all yeah. with him. Um, and if you remember, Greg, we had actually already recorded um, a New Year's podcast. Yes, and you know we had we had mentioned some things, and we had mentioned some things about Tullian of what we had known up to that point. Uh-huh. And we decided that we were going to scrap that, and we were going to re-record. And and our basic message was to you know tell people that we want to make sure they know that we found out that there was a petition going around asking oh. Tullian to step down. And, and you from, confirmed that Nathan, yeah. with one of the signers Correct. or one of the architects of that. You, Correct. you contacted Correct. that person directly. Correct. That person said, yep, it's real. Right. And that was good, good vetting there yeah. that you did. So we weren't just going by a rumor. Correct. We thought these are good people. Yeah. In good standing. Correct. Uh, that obviously love the man yep. and we're urging him to stay out of public ministry. Correct. And we support that. Right. Because – we're not the ones saying stay out of ministry no, because no. that's not our job. Nope. That's not our responsibility. Yeah, we don't letting, know the facts. Right. We are letting the people who know him, who are closest to him, deal with this situation. Yeah. And so we support those who know what's going on. Yes. Um, and, and we made that clear on our on our New Year's podcast. Yeah. Um, and so when I look back and, you know, all the grief and all the the moanings and groanings and complaining that people have done yeah. – to us about that. Can I just say, I'm not here to apologize for it. Yeah. We, all of our information that we had, I believe was reasonable. Right. I believe the things that we knew that happened were reasonable and we made decisions based on those things. And so, yeah, I mean, going back, okay, let, let's talk about hindsight for a minute. Um, hindsight is everything right. and nothing at the same time because you can't go back Right. You can't go back not. in time and, yeah. you know, it's like, yeah, if we had the information then that we had now, would we do it? No, but we didn't have that then. Right. To, to me, dude, uh, yeah. an example, <laughs> I think of Colin Powell going before the UN making the case that we have to go in and, right. in, and invade Iraq, which he later regretted. Yeah. But the information that he was available to him as he saw it right. uh, was – so I don't think he would say, yeah, I did the wrong thing by going to the UN. Right. He said, the, in light of the information I have, that's the only thing to do. Right. And – um I would say on that, Nathan, if I can just add one more yeah, personal thing. absolutely. Some of the folks, though, um, I think were mad at us for the first go-around because yeah. there are some people that think uh, he had adultery, so he's scum. Yeah. Uh, he's – he's and, and let me be blunt here. This, I'll be blunt. Yeah. Some of the same uh, Twitter folks who will tweet Martin Luther quotes. Right. Who wrote on the Jews and their lies. Yeah. Uh, but it's easy to kind of forget those things when you're 500 years past. Yeah. Or and you know and I, I'm a fan of Luther's theology. Yeah. I'm a fan of Calvin's theology yeah. with with issues here and there on each right. one. Uh, Calvin, who uh, clearly was overseeing the 
the uh, the the execution of Servetus and yeah. coming to you know Geneva and the incredibly unholy union between state and church, which yes. is what I think it is. Yeah. Um, again, theonomy guys might like that. I don't. Um, but a, a number of reform people say, well, these are some of the, the dark spots in reform theology, but we're going to quote them. Right. We're going to tweet them. Right. And then, you know, we've got a guy, Tully and Chavidian, right. who, uh, had his share of, uh, skeletons. And, uh, for some reason we're, we're the devil, yeah. uh, for giving this guy a platform. And I just don't have respect for guys that are, um, frankly, so graceless. Yeah. Uh, that love the doctrines of grace. Yes. Uh, but really not grace, apparently. And I yeah. think one of the things, Nathan, that we won't name names here, but one of the, the text exchanges or Twitter exchanges that really bothered us is when you got guys saying, oh, I know how much you guys love, quote, grace, unquote. Yeah. Like, can we not air quote grace? Right. Uh, like we're somehow bad guys, but there were a lot of those snarky kind of things yeah. going on. And we kind of thought, oh, man, there's some ugly, yeah. ugly vibe here going on, man. And uh, yeah. You know, I went offline with a couple of guys, and we had uh, our share of words. Yeah. I feel like we got to some good places in some cases. Yeah. Some cases, not so good. Yeah. You, know, you just you can only go so far. As Paul says, insofar as it depends upon you, right. live at peace with all men. There there literally is a limit to right. what people are can, willing right. to, to give and, and, and concede at, a, at any given time. Yeah. But I'm with you, Nathan. As we've talked, and we want our audience to know, it was pretty clear that the Tullian thing – uh, put us in a in a pretty negative light yes. with sections of people that are associated with the pub. Yeah. Now I, I want to say full disclosure: Les or Tanner, yeah. their founders never said anything to us about it, right? Uh, positive or negative. Yeah. So I I don't presume to know their stance if they right. even have one or or that aware of the issue. I don't right. want to act like we're the epicenter of the right. universe and they're right. hanging on. I'm sure they know about that podcast because I'm sure enough people were were talking about it. Right. Um, they never commented either yeah. way. So these are some other folks, other right. podcasts in the pub yeah. that had pretty strong feelings about it. Um, one guy found out, um, you know, he, he was kind of sniping at some of our posts. Yeah. And we, uh, you know, tried to go offline with him. And I thought, where is this coming from? And uh, this is only a few months ago and basically admitted it was the Tullian stuff. And I said, right. okay, okay. Right. And as I always say, now I've done this too, so I'm not chiding these people. Right. I said, man, I wish you would. Brought that to us when you felt the frustration initially, yeah. uh, but let's be honest, dude, we don't always do that. Right, we can let it fester and let it right. let it uh, kind of brew yeah. and uh, surface at some other time. Yeah, so that was a a big part. Yeah, and yeah, and and you know, part of it is um, this idea uh, that you know, you and I get frustrated over this, Greg. I mean, downright mad. Forget frustrated, just mad about this. You got a guy who sins, as 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 far as you know, we can tell, as far as we know, um, uh, repents of that sin or is in the process of repenting of that sin. Yeah. And people are just like, well, just you got to forget him. Yeah. And I just I, show me in scripture where that's there. Well, do you remember the one guy told us he should be in hiding? Yeah. Which I thought was a strange, and that was. Just after the first yeah. batch, and yeah. not that the second set of allegations yeah. makes it. I thought, wow. Well, number one, then we all should be in hiding. Yeah. Um, because all of us are, are going to say, I mean, who would ever today say, um, okay, Nathan, I got something really scandalous to tell you, man. Um, yeah. The other day, I uh, saw my neighbor's apple tree, and man, those apples look so good, and... Uh, you know, it was kind of hanging near my fence line. I kind of reached over into his property and I ate one of those apples. You'd probably say, yeah, relax, Dutcher. It's okay. I mean, technically you might say it's a problem, but remember it was uh, eating a fruit uh, that damned the entire human race. Right. <laughs> so I just don't have a whole lot of, um, you know, I mean, we all say, well, right, but this is a scandalous sin. It's legitimate. There, there right. are. Because in a sense, nobody could ever be a pastor if right. sin was the issue. There, there is right. something to be said about scandalous sin, distraction in the ministry. Right. But this, he should be in hiding, dude. That's not about telling. I said about anybody. I'm like, really? Yeah. I mean, yeah. The, the the gospel, the healing of the gospel, the the blood of Jesus, and we should be in hiding. Yeah. I mean, we should be confessing. We should be yeah. out in the open, talking about our sins, our being transparent and our struggles. 
Uh, and I almost thought, so how long should he be in hiding? Right. Should he, should he hide under a rock for 10 years or 20? When is he allowed to kind of reveal himself to right. the, the, the body again? And, and you know, Nathan, you yeah. and I have talked, and Steve Hartland's with us on this. I think it's safe to say, I believe I remember your view, your view on this. Yeah. The three of us at least don't subscribe to the view that, um, that adultery or something necessarily yeah. permanently banishes somebody from the past. Yes. It may. I think yeah. it depends on the circumstance. Sure. But I've never – well, in recent years, I've never been persuaded of any passage that specifically states that. Yeah. Um, I think Steve had a great quote where he said um, – you know, maybe a, a rule of, of thumb for wisdom. It's just conventional wisdom. Sure. Not quoting a scripture here is that uh, when uh, when the man's repentance becomes as notorious yeah. as his sin, yeah. which uh, repentance generally isn't noticed like right. sin is, so it probably takes some time. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't – I'm not here to be the arbiter of what that time is. I'm simply here to say right. uh, I was surprised at some of the uh, – the vehement reaction. Yeah. It bothered me. Yeah. It was kind of, uh, man, it just scares me when people talk like that. Yeah. He's such a scum. I- I'm not. Yeah. Uh, but he is. Yeah. Yeah. I would say, no, he did something and he, there are consequences to be paid. Yeah. No doubt about that. Yeah. But to be in hiding. Yeah. Yikes. Yeah. You know, I, um, I know of a more recent situation where a gentleman was, um, he, he was a youth pastor, uh, had an inappropriate relationship with uh-huh. a teenager, yeah. spent two years in prison for it, uh-huh. got out and, uh, you know, texted his brother-in-law, you know, very repentant, uh-huh. you know, under, you know, no, no excuses. Yeah. No, you know, trying to, Oh, well it was consensual. It's like, no, I, yeah. I was wrong. I, I was in a low I was place. Wrong. And, I yeah. paid my time. Yeah. You know, I, I served my time, you know, and just texted his brother-in-law who's, who's a pastor uh-huh. somewhere and said, you know, uh, I'm not making excuses, you know, I'm not asking that, you know, you, you know, that, that this happened all at once, but is there any place for me in your life? Uh-huh. And just got a text back. Nope. Wow. And, and I remember hearing that and that just broke my heart. That, very sad. That, you know, the guy's not asking that, you know, you, you leave him alone with your, your daughter. Or he's or not anything. asking yeah. to be, Hey, can you hire me as a pastor yeah. or something? It's, it's like, it's like, is there any place in your, as a brother in Christ? Yeah. Is there any place in your life for me? Yeah. No. Yeah. What are we doing? Yeah. What are we thinking? What well, are we... Isn't that what Jesus said to the uh, man on the cross? That, yeah. Oh, wait. I'm sorry. I, <laughs> that just, yeah, I, I say that obviously to illustrate the point. Uh, wow. Yeah. Uh, again, I just think if he treated us like that. I know. If God treated us like that. And in even all the correction that we see in the churches from Paul. Yeah. I mean – what what is he doing? Man, I praise God for your faith in Jesus Christ. Yeah. I praise God for your faith in Jesus Christ. One oh. church he doesn't say that to who's yeah. getting the gospel wrong, but every other church. Right. Praise God for your faith in Jesus Christ. Let's talk about some of the issues with your doctrine, with right. your theology, but never says, oh, man, you know what? We've got this guy in the church who's sleeping with his stepmother, so just throw him out. Throw cut him, him off. Yeah. They're done. Yeah, that church Forget is, him. shouldn't. Shouldn't even be here. Yeah, that's dude. I I tell you a lot. I First uh, Corinthians one one through nine, man. I mean the uh, that's that's what you're talking about. Yeah. That that kind all this affirmation yeah. of evidences of grace. Yeah, and that's to me the irony. That's the best part. Yeah, of being reformed. Yes, it is a pride crushing theology. Yeah, and to become proud of the theology. Yeah. To the point where we we elevate ourselves above other losers and people is very concerning, and you know it's a trend. When I wrote Killing Calvinism, I, yeah. I'm writing it, and I'm, I was pointing at myself. I had right. plenty of evidence of all my years, particularly my early days of newfound reformed joy, um, where there was some really great stuff happening, and there was some not so great stuff happening. Yeah, you know, just a cockiness, uh, almost love the opportunity to ridicule these pathetic Arminians right. that uh, didn't have the courage to embrace what the Bible said. And uh, yeah, there is uh, a lot of that stuff, and it it finds its way into the cracks, uh, even in Reformed Christianity, no doubt. And then, dude, just for our listeners to keep up with our kind of loose timeline here, yeah. Pretty recently, our regulative principle yes. uh, podcast, <clears throat> and forgive me, this is not me crying. This is just my sinuses that have me very stuffed up. 
Uh, so I'll work through this here. He cried before he came on yeah, this podcast. That's right. That's right. Yeah, I preached a really bad sermon today, man. No, that was the people were crying. That's right. Um, I, um, uh, I, I, you know, we, uh, as we said to our audience, yeah. we are going to do a podcast on the regulative principle. Yeah. Uh, where you, me, and Steve Hartland. Yep. And Steve was was he? Steve was a Reformed Baptist. Yeah. Still, really is. If you pin yeah. down, oh, yeah. Steve on his theology. Yes. Well, I mean, changed. what's a Reformed Baptist? It's a dude who submerges people who yeah. you know, believes in the sovereignty of God. Exactly. I mean, I mean, that's that's basically what we are here right. too. I mean, and so you know, but Steve was. Uh, and this is I'm quoting Steve. Himself. Steve right. would tell you he was a hardcore legalist. Yep. Uh, molded his church at that time in that image. Yep. It's what I love about Steve is how yeah. open he is about his past stuff and yeah. what he kind of discovered when the grace of God really gripped him. And so we knew Steve was a guy who was big, as many Reformed Baptists are, yeah. uh, on the regulative worship principle. Yeah. So our thought was, hey, we're going to do one podcast where we basically push back on it hard. Yeah. And then we'd like to have another podcast right. with uh, a Joe Thorne type, yeah. maybe a Calvinist Colson. Yeah, uh, guys that uh, you know we respect, we like, but we know embrace it and debate it. Right. Uh, so one of the things that we've always done, as people know that follow us on Facebook or Twitter, is we'll make some memes. Yep. Uh, you know, some will be edgy, some will be a little provocative to kind of push the interest level, the attention yeah. level. So I made a meme yep. last week, Nathan, that uh, had a picture of a geeky scientist looking through a microscope, and basically at the top, you know, it right. says "Wait." Then under the nope. Still don't see the regulative principle. Yeah. And, hey, tune in to right. uh, the podcast. You know, here's our web address, et cetera. Listen to our podcast on it. Um, went into the pub mm-hmm. where I've gone – like I said, I'm not on it much. Right. I've never really engaged in a long theological debate discussion there. I've uh, commented on a few things here and there in my little bit of time in there and uh, used it at the gracious invitation of Les and Tanner with our – network yep. to uh, promote things, uh, J- Reverend James King, yeah. uh, you know, uh, or or uh, an upcoming podcast, a teaser. So this was kind of on par with the teaser. Yeah. Put it on there, uh, and I just happened to have my iPhone out, and I'm checking because I saw like an immediate like or something, and then it was interesting. I saw, oh, we got a comment, and I went to check the comment. Uh, this is only after like three minutes, Yeah, and I couldn't access it. I thought, what? And then I checked it like 10 minutes later and it was gone. I thought, oh, this was deleted. And I was genuinely confused. Yeah. Uh, so I reached out to Les. I direct messaged him on Facebook and just said, hey, Les, did I, what's going on here? I put a, a thing up. And he pretty much Rebecca's because Greg, yeah, it is the reformed, kind of emphasizing reformed, regulative principle. <coughs> and this is the reformed pub. So my take is basically, so that, I just assumed it was fair game. Um, and, uh, he more or less told me in that exchange that we, uh, you know, don't push back on distinctives within the report form. I'm here to tell you, Nathan, as you know, our listeners, as I told Les, I didn't know that. Right. And, uh, some people have chided me for not knowing it. And I said, keep in mind when I joined the pub, right. I was never asked to sign anything. Right. That I recall. I don't right. think you were either. No. I don't know if those rules were there or didn't. But frankly, dude. Never I, asked to agree to anything. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I just never even thought of it. Right. So to me, it was an innocuous meme enough. Just, oh, don't see the reformed right. or the regulative principle. Uh, and so he kind of told me, nope, you know, that's that's what we do. So I, I kind of regrouped. Yeah. And I asked a question. Yeah. Uh, paraphrasing it, I, I basically said, hey, question for reformed peeps. Right. Um. Do you welcome those who uh, cherish, and I named three things, right. the sovereignty of God and salvation. Right. I think I said the primacy of Scripture yeah. and the glory of God as the goal of all things uh, that consider themselves reformed but don't embrace the regular principle. And dude, <laughs> wow. And this will be the closest I say to anything. Two monitors within minutes. Yeah. I mean, there was some good dialogue at first. Yeah. There were some people even that said, good question. Here's my thought. Right. Um, 
we do welcome, but you'll find most of us, Greg, are regular to Principal Guy. Right. Fine. Some people that might disagree. It was just a little dialogue. I, right. I, I liked it. I right. enjoyed seeing the answers coming in and would normally wait for a day or two and write back, hey, thanks. Like it. You know, everybody's comment and go on. And then two dudes who I now found out are monitors, yeah. um, admins, uh, were uh, – one guy in particular was pretty harsh. Yeah. Made it very clear that I had been warned. Uh, which I now found out later that Les and those guys, they share information when they're dealing with a, can I say, disciplinary matter, right. I suppose. I don't know what you would – I'm not even trying to be negative. I just don't right. know what to call it. But right. it was a flagged situation. Yeah, yeah. And I just thought, wow, that was not a snarky question. Right. But the guy said, you're trying to, to skate the edge. I said, I, I'm gen- genuinely asking right. that question. Right. And I expect it to, to provoke – Debate, discussion, response, which right. I thought was the purpose. Right. Uh, and, uh, you know, I found those responses to be snarky, yeah. uh, unkind, and yeah. I'm going to say without grace yeah. or kindness. Um, that's It's not like, oh, I'm leaving the pub because my feelings were hurt. Right. I mean, I don't know these guys, so my feelings aren't that hurt. Right. But it was pretty clear, as yeah. I think you and I were talking throughout the day, Nathan. Yeah. I think the time has come. Yeah, uh, I mean, one young lady in our church won't say her name approached me today about who's in the pub. Yeah, and said I was just surprised, Greg, because there's eighteen thousand members in the pub, and like two admins were on you in like a minute. Yeah, and I said, oh, I hadn't thought of that. That's a good point. It it um, yeah, it, it it did seem at that point. Yeah, you're kind of a flagged yeah. guy. Yeah, uh, and I just who wants to be the flag yeah. guy. I'm yeah. not there to cause controversy. I really right. don't want to. Right. Well, and that's, you know, I mean, to be perfectly honest, Greg, I think that's really ultimately why you and I left mm-hmm. because, you know, you and I, uh, we enjoy the controversy. Oh, we sure. We enjoy the argument. We enjoy yeah. the debate. And if, and if people aren't going to give you an ear, they're right. not going to engage you in the debate, yeah. then what's the point? Yeah. I you know? know, I mean, for us, this is this is a time where – you know, you and I certainly, you know, we've, we've, we've talked more recently about this. This is a time where you and I as brothers get together and uh, just love this time. Yeah. Just cherish this time and enjoy it so much. And, you know, why am I going to take a time that, you know, I believe, um, you know, is just God honoring and that you and I get so much out of. And why am I going to turn it around into something that's just going to cause me to sin, quite right. frankly? It, it, dude, perfectly said. Had I stayed in there and got the yeah. – I mean, of course I wanted to reply right. uh, to some of those things. I, now, I will say I went offline with one of those guys. Yep. Um, still not a big fan of his initial response, but I like the place we got to. He might be listening. He, he probably isn't. But if he is, right. I want him to know I like the place that we got to. Right. Um, Really did, and I mean, he basically said and indicated. Oh, and whether we've made this clear, Nathan, two podcasts in the network. I'm not going to name them, yeah, but two podcasts in the network through various dialogues we had yeah. made it clear to us that we weren't welcome. We weren't really yeah. welcome in the podcast. So I want yeah. our listeners to know that. Yeah, I don't want to be that guy. Yeah, that's pissing off other other people in the right. network. I really don't. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of like, well, at that point. Um, we can go independent. Yeah. One guy told me that um, he's thought of bringing his podcast into the network and never has. Right. Because we're in it. Yeah. And then he said, I don't mean that personally, which at first I thought, you know, my joke is, oh, well, why would I ever take that personally? Right. Uh, but actually, when he when he spelled it out, I got it. Yeah. You know, I, I got his point. Uh, yeah. Theologically, uh, and one of the guys said to us, you seem to have more of a happy rant uh, mm-hmm. approach. Let's be honest. I think we do. Yeah. I mean, uh, I've always loved Happy Rand. I, yeah. I like, uh, I like their approach to reformed distinctives. Yes, I think it matches more ours. I agree. Uh, like you, they hold them. Yeah, I think they hold them a little more loosely. They're yeah. not as, as tight, tightly gripped. They seem to appreciate the perspective of those outside. Yes, uh, the reformed pub. Um, that was the other thing, dude. I think I did want to say um, the Calvinist movie. Yeah, was another moment I, uh, where I saw some. Some changing. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And then um, since we're moving all over the map. And when we had Les on, the last time I think we had Les. Yes. Uh, I remember you and I kind of made a mutual note. Yeah. Les is a smart guy. Yeah. Very bright, very creative, talented guy. Uh, and we were talking about reformed distinctives. 
And I remember he made the comment about a reformed piety. Yes. That you and I kind of rose our eyebrows. Just say, that showed me less was going in a direction that yeah. I definitely just right. – I'm not on that path and I think you aren't yeah. either. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. To me, I understand reformed as an adjective on theological matters. Let me tell you why I'm not a big fan of reformed on on behavioral, attitudinal, heart issues. Uh, Because I'm not a big fan of, yeah, there's a type of reformed theology. There's also a type of reformed piety. I don't don't believe that. Right. I think piety, if you mean Christ-likeness, when you really boil it down to it, that's what it is, is not unique to right. the Reformed community, right. the Wesleyan community, the Lutheran community. Yeah. Um, I have a feeling there is equal opportunity yeah. and godliness across the board yeah. for for all people. Yeah. But that is – if it, there is a, a group within Reformed Christendom, and this can happen anywhere where it's yes. like, man, I'm so excited about Reformed theology, that almost the golden age of the church, right, <laughs> 16th and 17th centuries. Yeah. And everything that they did in practice, like even G.I. Packer yeah. has said the Puritans sucked yeah. <laughs> on assurance of salvation. And they did. Yeah. The Puritans sucked at it with yeah. few exceptions. Yeah. I just love saying the Puritans sucked. sucked at something. <laughs> I mean, some of their stuff, brilliant, man. Yeah. I read John Flavel, yeah. Providence of God, great, great stuff. Yeah. Didn't they also, you know, like suck at diagnosing who was witches and who weren't? <laughs> Well, yeah. Oh, well, dude, let's be be honest. There there was some crappy stuff in in the history of the church, just as there was in the Reformation. Yeah. I mean, a lot of the stuff that went down in Geneva was deplorable, in my opinion. Luther's on the Jews and their lies, deplorable, in my opinion. So this sort of sense that there's this section in Reformed Christendom that has reached the zenith, um, I just don't dig it. So even when guys do, like Thorne, uh, Joe Thorne doing the confessional um, kind of piety conference stuff. I, I don't like it. I yeah. get people get excited about it. Yeah. And, you know, I'm not here to say don't go to those things. Don't right. do those. I'm just here to say me, Greg Dutcher, the man, the pastor, the Christian, doesn't like those things. Yeah. Uh, I've just met too many non-Calvinist people that are running circles around me. Yeah. In terms of their devotion to Christ, their love for God, their yeah. love of Scripture. Um. And I'm like, yeah, I don't know if it's reformed piety, but it's piety. Yeah. And they got something. Yeah. That's very compelling, and I, I don't want to lose that. Yeah. You know, I've been I've been thinking an awful lot because during um, during this week as, as I was – you know, this is the week where I was really – you know, you and I have talked about it. We've discussed it. It has been a long time coming, but this was the week where I was actually going to make or break with the pub. Yeah. And, and I just I started looking back and thinking about okay you know the the whole regulative principle stuff all these things and I started thinking all right is there something to it and I was doing this as I was sitting in my classroom um, grading papers actually yeah. uh, and I, I looked out in an empty classroom it was during a free period and I started thinking back to the conversations that I was having with my students over various topics the times where my students got excited, their eyes lit up, was when I was talking about the grace of God and how that surpasses any stupid mistake they could ever make. That surpasses any stupid tradition they could ever come up with, any stupid tradition they could ever start to follow or or superstition or anything like that. And their eyes lit up with this joy of it's not as hard as people are making it out to be. Yeah. And and I I just started thinking, you know what? This – is the transforming power of the gospel. Yeah. People can talk about America going to hell in a handbasket. Yeah. I think as Christians, we're driving it there. Uh-huh. I do. You know, and, and people can come on, they can debate me. I think American Christians are driving the, the, the bus uh-huh. because instead of coming together on the most important subject where Jesus Christ is supreme over everything else and getting people excited about the transforming grace that is in the power of Christ. We start arguing and bickering over these stupid issues. Oh, dude, like uh, the gay character in Beauty and the Beast? Yeah. No, I mean, can yeah. I? Yeah, that's to me yeah. a timely example. Yeah. Really? Yeah. This is uh, going to be where so much energy is put. Yeah. Uh, I haven't seen it. My daughter saw it yeah. and said she didn't. If there was something there, it was nothing. Right. But the the, the bigger point I think you're making yeah. is uh, this this 
there's an issue here. Yeah. That's not even a reformed issue, yeah. per se, but there's a there's another, another issue here. It might be political. Yeah, and there is something to be said about the rallying cry of the supremacy of Christ. Yeah. Um, which every Christian would say, amen. Right. Should hopefully say that, but there's... But what I notice is that, um, you know, I'm in, I'm in a church that is um, more charismatic, uh-huh. and in a more charismatic church, emphasis is put on the things that you do. Yeah, and you mean the um, school you're teaching in. Yes. Right. Yeah, it's yeah. it's attached to the church. Sure. It's directly yeah. like the ministry. Yeah. The school isn't like Notice uh, the uh, subtle self-defensive posture I right. took to uh <laughs> to <laughs> Nathan, whose church is Nathan going to? That's right. No, I know what you're yeah, saying. Sure, the school, sure. The school is directly attached to this church. And I um so so everything is is the rules, the regulations. Yeah. And I'm sorry as as reformed people if we're teaching the um you know the the regulative principle of worship, yeah. and and we're basically saying it's on par with scripture, which is what I've been taking. Everybody is saying it is. I know. I mean, people will say, "No, yeah. that's a straw man." Right. But I no, was told it's a straw no, man. It's, it that's is. that's what I'm here to are say. Doing. Uh, whether it's straw man, it's your position. Right. But yeah. Go on. Yeah. And, and it's obvious. And we, you, you can tell by the passion. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. When you knock those things down yeah. for teenagers, yeah. and you strip it down to what the gospel actually is, you know, I had students who, you know, asking me questions about, you know, all these things. It's like, you know, Mr. Bell, can I just ask you, like, if if you were my father and I were to come to you as a sixteen year old girl and just say, you know, I, I got pregnant, what would you do? Yeah. I say, I would I would hold you in my arms and I would love you, right. and I would say, we're going to get through this. Right. And and like there I mean, were is there really tears. anything else to say? Like there were tears yeah. that were coming down the students' eyes. It's like I feel like if I were to tell my parents that I would I would be kicked out of my house. Yeah. Christian parents. Yeah. And that breaks my heart. Yeah. That as Christians, we we are so quick to point the finger and be like, You filthy sinner. Right. And and really the finger should be pointing at us and it's reminding us, you filthy sinner. Yeah. To be able to share that love with others. Yeah. And to me, that's that's what I want to see. That's where I believe the gospel will transform lives. And and if people really want to see a change that will happen in America, yeah. that's where it'll happen. Right. When we start, when we stop all this stupid arguing and bickering, whether it's political, yeah. Whether it is in internally doctrinal, um, you know, I mean, again, you and I, Greg, were talking about you know distinctives that churches should have amongst themselves, right? And I think those things are important. You and I. Um, differ on what those things are, but I understand and appreciate the importance that this church has set up those distinctives uh-huh. and said we will not compromise sure. on these things. Yeah. This is the right um, of every church, yeah, to do those things. Of um, course, but as Christians in general, man, could could we just you know set this stuff aside and say, hey, how is the best thing? What is the best way we're going to be able to reach people? And yeah. that's by admitting, you know what, we disagree on these things. Yeah. No one is more or less biblically spiritual yeah. because they disagree on these things. And so, all right, let's let's put that aside now, and let's start focusing on the gospel yeah. and saying, you know what, Christ changes lives. Amen, brother. Well said. Um, only thing I would add to that, dude, and just by adding by way of amplifying mm-hmm. what you said, because I think everything you said is is spot on. Um, I think about this a lot. I'm thinking about this more recently. What if every little subsection of Christ- Christianity had to do a self-assessment and say, hey, you got to say where we're strong and where we're weak. Mm. Now I'm going to be over overly simplified here for the sake of illustration. Mm-hmm. I would say this uh, to, to give uh, a couple of – if you look at each little slice of the pie of Christendom, uh, they've given us some good stuff and some bad stuff. Let me illustrate that. Charismatic Pentecostalism. Mm-hmm. Let's say some good things. I love expectancy yeah. of a dynamic, boundless God to move. That's pretty awesome. Yeah, probably many Charismatics might have a a a, a, a jump on other Christians on that issue. Yes, a real sense that God is active. He's alive. He's yes. moving in the world, uh, and I think that's that's a wonderful contribution. Mm-hmm. Uh, out of some Charismatic stuff uh, has also come. On the bad side, name it and claim it. Yeah, health, wealth, and prosperity. Mm-hmm. Kind of uh, not very helpful contribution, right? Uh, if I went over to the Baptists, and again, I'm being overly simplified. Sure. I'm not trying to offend. Early. I'm trying to offend all of us, right? And inspire all of us. <laughs> right. Probably going to do neither. Except, well, I'll, I'll probably offend, but not inspire. But I am trying to um, Baptists, and I'm just speaking kind of generically. Yeah. Uh, some of the uh, the great things, uh, 
missionary works in the world. Yeah. Uh, I know the SBC, for instance, yes. has so prioritized gospel outreach, global fame of Christ, getting the gospel out, taking wonderful care of their missionaries, vetting, uh, vetting them properly. Tremendous mm-hmm. clarity on the gospel, the urgency to repent and turn to Christ for yes. salvation. Out of it has come in some quarters some goofy legalism. Yeah. You know, about mixed bathing, which is a reference to swimming. Right. The teetotaling absurdity, uh, no concept for social drinking. Um, you know, some of the legalisms. I might also say some of the goofy reductionistic gospel messages, the forced altar calls. Some of that's had it. Sure. I mean, maybe in some charismatic stuff right. too. But I'm just saying if, if you slice. Yeah. You go along, 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 along the road. Yeah. Maybe you get to the reform community. Yeah. Glory of God. Yeah. As the as the goal of all things. Yeah. Sovereignty of God. Well, so can I are there some things? Yeah. I personally think reconstructionistic theonomy, mm-hmm. uh, which is a, a subsection of certain federal vision, which is uh a lot of our listeners talk about that. Some goofy stuff that seems to confuse justification and sanctification. Mm-hmm. That's had its it's, yeah. it's origin in the Reformed community. Yeah. And there might be reform. Well, I don't do that. Well, I'm sure there's charismatic saying, I'm not a health right. wealth guy. There's Baptist right. saying, I'm not a reductionistic, sawdust, right. forced altar call guy. What I'm saying is our traditions yes. are not Jesus. Yes. They are traditions. Yes. And there's some really great stuff. Right. And there's some stuff that isn't so great. Yeah. And that that's always what I want to hear people say. Yeah. Yeah, there's some stuff in my tradition that just plain sucks. Yeah. Um. And that's why I don't look to my tradition. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. I, I look to Jesus. <laughs> yeah. Ultimately, I look yeah. to him. Yeah. Uh, and I hope that in all of our traditions and our expressions in, in, in the body of Christ, we, we can find it. That's what we want to emphasize yeah. on this podcast. But I've learned more from Dave Shive on the Old Testament yeah. than almost anybody. Yeah. And Dave and I passionately disagree yeah. on the sovereignty of God in, in, in salvation. Yeah. And we've debated that on yeah. this very podcast. Um, but, man, I've learned so much. Yeah. And I'm so indebted to his example and his teaching and his ministry in my life. I never want to lose that. Yeah. Um, so all this to come back and say, Nathan, we, uh, I do, I hope people wish the reform pubcast. Well, yeah. Hope it continues to rock and roll, find its niche yeah. in the body. And with that in full disclosure, I wish they weren't in my estimation as rigid, right. Dare I say legalistic about things that I don't think are central yeah. to the gospel, but you know, they would say, well, these, these things we think are uh, right. part and parcel, and that's where the the, the debate rages. Right. Uh, they might say to us, "You guys are libertines, mm-hmm. uh, maybe antinomian. I don't know." Right? Um, you know, and and we, I believe, in the struggle, can find common ground. Right? Uh, when we keep the the lines open of uh, of communication. So, right. again, to reiterate what you said, Nathan, we'd welcome if Lesser Tanner wanted to come on to say, "Hey, heard it." I think you guys got some things right, got some things wrong. We yeah. probably did. Right. Um, but we're doing the best we can to explain what happened. We're still going to do our podcast. Yep. Uh, we're kind of in the slower version right yes. now of scaling it back. As we said recently, that has nothing to do with the Reform Pub. Yep. has to do with our schedule and availability. But we've yep. got great stuff coming. Yes, absolutely. And, uh, you know, again, so glad we were able to come on and just do this. This is a uh, – a little bit of a special one that yeah. we wanted to do. Um, uh, also, you know, just want to, you know, let our listeners know, you know, this isn't a rally cry against the reform no. club. You know, of course uh, not. you know, we're not, we're not calling for people to, you know, get up and leave. Yeah. And, you know, it's, it's, it's a decision that we made and, you know, we feel like we have a healthy section of followers out there. And so we wanted to be able to explain why we made that decision. Yeah. And I, I hope it makes sense to people yeah. on, you know, we're not asking anybody to leave the pub. We're right. not asking, I mean, no. we, <laughs> dude, who cares? Right. You know, in one sense, it's like, yeah. I don't care what groups people are right. or, or are a part of it. Yeah. If there's benefit uh, to this discussion that we do here, some of the guests we have on, I think we've had some terrific guests. Yes. Um, uh, both locally and, and uh, you know, around the world as they dial in. And uh, we want to continue that as long as uh, we're able to and, yep. and keep this thing rocking and rolling. Absolutely. All right. Well, we're going to go ahead and sign off now. Greg, we just rocked the Casbah. Reformed Centra style. <laughs> hey, Greg, what's going on, man? Hey, not much, dude. How are you? Good. Dude, 
Just noticing this Romans poster you got. That's a pretty sweet looking poster there, man. That's huge. What is that like? Three foot by two foot or something like yeah, that? Yeah, yeah, it's a pretty big, big wall here, man. I needed something to take up the space. Yeah. Uh, well, dude, I got that at Mission Aware. Dude, no way. The coolest. The coolest, man. The entire book of Romans on this poster. And it's funny to watch people come in and look at it more closely. Yeah. And say, hey, look at that closely. What do you think that is? Because, you know, some abstract art. No, look a little more closely. Whoa. Yeah, that's not a chapter. That's not a verse. It's the entire book. Dude, that is that is sweet. So you've gotten a lot of comments on that then? A ton, man. It's a ton. It's a, uh, it's a great conversation starter. It looks great, just great artwork on the wall. What about your cool shirt, man? I like that theology matters. Dude, yeah. I mean, you know, you, you got Romans there, so, you know, theology matters. Mission aware, too. Awesome. Yeah. I'm sensing yeah. a theme. I know, right? Dude, and, you know, all the other great products they have, too. You know, their mugs, their journals. Oh, man. Their, um, you know, they have their beer mugs. They have their flasks. Yeah. All those are so great. Love so. it, man. Uh, I, as a coffee drinker, starting the day with a morning surge with Spurge. Yeah. For those cool reform people, that's shorthand for Spurgeon. Uh, very cool. Yeah, love their products, man. Awesome. So check out Mission Aware and uh, enter our promo code SUSTAIN to get an awesome discount. SUSTAIN. These go to 11.